So here we are again. We are now the second episode of Geyser's Guidelines, the Block Turned Podcast. We're finally in the studio, uh, the makeshift former bedroom of mine that is a makeshift studio. Um, I'm still looking shabby and kind of homeless. Um, True. But here with me is <laughs> a, a very good friend of mine who I've known for 20 years. Her name is Paige Geisler, and she is my sister. Paige, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Paige, like Jordan just introduced me, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, definitely wanted to have you early on because you know me better than I would say almost anyone and i'm important you are very (laughs) important yeah um so thank you very much for being here this should be a pretty good show um we have no studio audience though which is kind of a disappointment we had a studio audience last episode it really no maya my coworker. oh fun okay it really amped things up she clapped she kept track of score for the points yeah exactly like she was very she was a very big integration of the show so but i mean we could be our own studio audience i guess you got to be your best cheerleader but whatever so um don't know if you've listened to our critically acclaimed podcast critically oh. acclaimed by myself uh, uh, because, not yet but. yeah well it just <laughs> it was, the first episode was just published yesterday so i'll let this behind. one slide <laughs> uh but basically the way it goes um is I'm going to give you this wonderful bowl of topics. You're going to choose three, and you're going to decide which of the three you want to talk about. So go ahead and choose three. Okay. All right, so read off our topics. Okay, we have honesty, romance, which I know I'm skipping that one, (laughs) and we have passion. All right. Like passions in life, I think. So what do you want to talk about? I think all three of these are pretty good. I think I'm going to talk about passion. Okay, that sounds great. All right. right. Because I'm passionate about that. (laughs) All right, so um, (laughs) what's something that you're passionate about? I'm passionate about my career. And what is your career? I am a sign language interpreter, and I do that freelance. So I work for people who are deaf and go interpret for them and for the hearing population as well who interact with deaf people. And I'm passionate about equal rights for people despite disabilities or abilities. And I think that's so essential to life. I'm very passionate about that. So how did you get into um, American Sign Language? For those of you that don't know me, I took my first And ASL. by the way, you should be very unfortunate for not knowing Paige. Yeah, you sorry. should know me. Follow me <laughs> at page.geisler. <laughs> uh, um, sorry for interrupting. No, we'll, we'll, drop, we'll drop my uh, at yeah, later. Yeah, we'll, dr- and, we'll at you later. <laughs> um, or whatever that is called. Um, right. So I was a nursing major for two years at the University of Louisville. And then took an ASL class just for fun um, and really fell in love with the language. My teacher was deaf and they taught with a direct method. So none of us knew sign and we learned ASL through that class. And then I uh, learned more about what interpreting actually is versus just learning sign language. And then um, realized I was really just passionate about the language and linguistics of it and 
passionate about the equal rights for people who have disabilities or um, identify as deaf or hard of hearing. And I decided to change my major just because I really enjoyed the topic. And since then, I have been practicing as an interpreter and working as one and have learned so much more about deaf culture and interpreting. And I'm just so passionate about another culture that I get to, you know, share my life with and meet who I would have never been able to communicate with before, Mm -hmm. not to mention learn about their culture and their values. Yeah. I remember back when we were, uh, you were in high school, I was in middle school, but Switched at Birth was on Mm -hmm. TV. And that was the first time I think you had ever been exposed to sign language. Mm -hmm. And you and one of our neighbors would try and like learn some of the signs and then you'd like do it. And I was like, oh, Paige, like, teach me some of it and you're like you just have to watch but then at the same time you'd be like it's not appropriate for you to watch so I just never learned anything but I would watch um a deaf or not she wasn't deaf she was hearing but she was an interpreter at our church Mm -hmm. and I would just try and like figure out what signs meant what words and Mm -hmm. I knew like I think book and feet and that was about it but to me that was like oh that's enough yeah but, and i a can't whole language. Yeah, yeah that's a whole language right there um i think something i'm passionate about something i know i'm passionate about is writing um i think freshman year of high school in my english class i just really learned that writing was something i was really passionate mm-hmm. about and it was something that i believed i could do really well and i read a book called The Help that mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books. Um, it's about one of, it's about three people, and one of the people is a young woman who wants to become a writer and um, just like change people's perspectives. And after reading the book, I thought, how cool would it be to be able to change someone's perspective just based off of my own words? Mm-hmm. And ever since I've just been dead set like i'm gonna become a novelist and i'm gonna write please books sponsor and, him yeah please um books just come and like sponsor me yeah. um but i have always just wanted to be a writer ever mm-hmm. since then and it's just something i know i'm gonna do one way or another and i remember remember miss palmer who taught sociology of yes. jctc Miss Palmer was a like community college professor we both had in high school who was Turkish and she I she <laughs> uh she was kind of out there with her teaching style and just as a person she was kind of out yeah. there um but I remember she asked us all on the first day like oh what do you want to do and I said like oh I want to be a I want to be a writer and she's like Oh well, I can enjoy being poor, and she's like, "I'll buy your books, but you're gonna starve." And I was like, I was, "Okay, but bye." I was just like, "Okay, thank you, I I guess." And then she called me, I think like starving artist or something for like the first week of That's school. So extra. Yeah, before she knew my name, but she was like starving artist or yeah, something like exactly that. Because she, she had an she had an accent, um, but writing is just something I'm passionate about. Um, what other passions do you have? Mm. obviously i did not get prepped for this podcast um, <laughs> no no it's all know. spontaneous i mean my faith too but i don't know if i would link faith and passion in the same category because faith is a belief that you have and sometimes a choice that you make so i don't think that's something necessarily passionate mm-hmm. unless you want to say i'm passionate about evangelism but again i don't think i'd use that word um 
I don't think I'm passionate yet about working out, but I have really gotten into working out lately, mm-hmm. like the past year. Really enjoy that. But again, I don't know if I'd use the word passionate. Um, There's a health and fitness card in our I bowl put that of one. topics. I was honestly not going to lie, really hoping we would get that Dang just it. because you do CrossFit. I hate CrossFit. And we love to roast people who are just extra about exercising or are like, Oh, I get up at like 3 a.m. and I go and jog. And I don't care. Yeah, it's just like, don't be unnecessary. And I was really hoping we'd just have a good roast session about that, but it's okay. It's still going to be good. Um, So, how do you be passionate about something difficult, though? Like with CrossFit, how do you like keep up the energy and just the focus for that when it's so soul crushing? (laughs) Well, I don't think being passionate about something is a choice or something you can learn to do. It's something that just happens with an activity or a subject that you enjoy. Um, But yeah, I used to hate working out. I'm like, what is that? (laughs) What is exercise? But then I just started going. Actually, the day I graduated college, I think, was like the first day I went or like that weekend. And then um, I've kind of just been going ever since then. And then in high school, obviously, I swam competitively. And then I coached for a couple years after that. It was really fun, but CrossFit's a completely different type of workout. And I really like it um, because I'm like, oh, I'm taking care of myself. It's the best $100 I spend a month um, Mm -hmm. to go because it's the only thing I'm doing to actually invest in myself um, for, like, a better future. Because I actually listened to a different podcast that said this, but it said start doing something today that you'll think yourself – you'll thank yourself a year from now about. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. There's not that much I do every day that I'll be thankful for about – thankful about in a year. Other than Except working doing out or podcasts like, like this. Yes. Um, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, exercise or like reading and learning. Um, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, so how long did it take for you to decide like ASL is something I'm going to do? Like this is something I'm going to pursue as like a career. Right. Back to that. Um, I took my first ASL class in the fall. Um, I remember all of one. Mm, like I graduated 18, so might have been 15. Okay. I think 2015. Yeah, because I was nursing major for two years. I started college in 2013 because five's a new four, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say y'all. I meant you guys. And um, but what was the question? How did uh, I decide? How long did it take for uh, you? Not that long. It took me just a few weeks to realize that was something I actually enjoyed. Whereas my nursing classes, I had no passion, no drive for, did not enjoy at all. I just wanted a career or a major that I knew I could help people with, um, which is why I chose nursing. Um, turns out I don't like blood. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, that would have been kind of tough. But it took me just a few weeks to decide I wanted to change my major. And then once I did, it, um, luckily everything fell into place with classes and the way my schedule worked. Um, yeah. That's good. Um, but like, when did you realize like, it wasn't just something that you liked doing or were good at, but it was like, I feel so strongly about this. Like, I want to do it like on a consistent basis. Like I want to improve my skills and get better. Like, when did you really feel the fire? I think that happened last year when I was working at Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York. For those of you that don't know where that is. Um, but I actually feel more passionate about 
signing and interpreting every assignment that I do. Because sometimes I'm like, like, I don't want to go do this assignment or, wow, I don't think I'm qualified. It's going to be hard. Like, I'm going to sweat the whole time because I'm not going to do fantastic, you know. And it's a disservice or, you know, I'll get on my soapbox about that. But, um, or maybe I just don't enjoy that content. But then during the assignment afterwards, I'm on this high about how great it is. And I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky I get to do a job that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am just, like, reminded and, like, my sense of passion for signing and interpreting is refreshed every time I go and do an assignment because I'm like, wow, I have a job where I can work with people, meet new people literally every day, no assignment's the same. And I love it. Like, I love the language of it. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm just reminded every time I do an assignment that I'm passionate about this field. That's so cool that it's something that is, like, renewed. Yeah. And it's just, like, a continual process of, like, each time you do it, it just, like, increases and becomes mm-hmm. even more. I think that's really Which I think it's thing. easy to get burned out. Like, I definitely do feel burned out with yeah. it sometimes, especially when I do a hard assignment. I'm like, wow, that was awful. Um, I'm not a good interpreter. Like, there's so many other better interpreters out there, and I just don't feel, like, supported or my skills aren't that great. I'm not where I want to be. Um but it's like a decision that you're like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to practice. I'm going to be yeah. a better interpreter, not for myself, but for the service of the deaf consumers. Like, I'm going to be better for them. Yeah. That way they have better communication access, not just to better myself. Like, that's not the point of interpreting. Um, it's not going to be about the interpreter. It's about the service and about the deaf consumer. Yeah, I think that's a really – I wouldn't necessarily say selfless um, because it is like a necessity that – deaf people need is communication but I do think it is um kind of just admirable on your part that you want to improve not just for yourself and to like be better but to be better for someone else Mm -hmm. I think that's just a really admirable thing um I think back to freshman year I had written something I'd started writing for a project I've continued for like the past six years um (laughs) And I shared it with my freshman English teacher, um, Mrs. Spees, who... In high school or college? In high school. Um, And I shared it with her, and uh, she gave it back to me like a week later after reading it. And she wrote at the bottom, like, oh, like, this is so good. And I'm not just, like, building myself up, but she was like, I think it's great that you can just, like, write what you feel um, freely and just like write it so well and for mm-hmm. me that was when I think I really just took hold of it of like oh this is something I'm gonna do and I think part of it was because like oh I received praise and mm-hmm. that like made me think like oh like writing equals praise like if I'm doing something well people are gonna like tell me I'm doing that well and I think that definitely played into the process but getting her opinion which I regarded and still regard as a professional opinion as for what good writing is it just really put into perspective like oh well if she really thinks that I'm good mm-hmm. then this is something I definitely have potential that affirmation is important yeah absolutely affirmation is really important um so this question is like a little not necessarily out in left field but it's not directly correlated to the other two but have you ever done something kind of just like risky or crazy out of passion, like out of just something you really, really liked or for someone or something? Mm. Unfortunately, no. And I feel like that makes me sound really boring, but I'm just not a risk taker. That's like, okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever taken like a crazy risk. Like I'll take risks and like apply for a job or like I move to New York, but 
I don't think I ever make like split decisions, like decisions on the spot that actually impact my life. Like I always, not always, that's a long time, but I feel like I more than often think things out like pretty completely before I make a decision. Yeah. I think though that going to New York when you didn't know anyone there and only had limited information to go off of about the job, I think that's something kind of risky. Yeah, that's the biggest risk I've probably ever taken. Yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? What that was like? Uh, yeah. So I applied for that internship, and um, I had to have an internship to graduate the spring before my graduation, and so like the winter before, like November, December, that time, probably October, November, December, I was applying for out-of-state internships because I'm like, well, if I have the opportunity to do an internship, I should just go somewhere fun and do it there instead of staying in Louisville, you know, just for the heck of it. And so I applied to RIT amongst like probably 20 other places and I got accepted. And when I got the call that I was accepted to the program, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want it because that (laughs) sounds actually really scary. So I asked, um, my hiring manager, I'm like, can I let you know in a week? And he was like, uh, no one's ever asked me that before, but sure, you can have a timeline. And I was like, okay, cool. And over the course of that week, I talked to a lot of people, like my friends and my boyfriend at the time, and like my family, obviously. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I'm so scared. I can't move. I can't do this. I don't have the skills. And, um, you know, no one like persuaded me to go. Like it was just a decision I made, but people were encouraging. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because if I don't, then I'll never know. And if I hate it, I can come back home. Like, I'm not signing my life away. Yeah. Um, LOL, sign. <laughs> and, um, and so I did end up going, and it was the best decision, one of the best decisions I've made my entire life. Like, it changed interpreting for me and just changed, like, my sense of independence. I moved away from home, lived all by myself, and it was, it was yeah, it was so great. Changed my career for sure, but, um, yeah, and that's probably the biggest risk I've ever taken, mm-hmm. probably. I'm trying to think of, like, anything I've done out of like passion I think maybe not necessarily passion out of like and uh rom- like I think of passion and romance just comes to mind like having a passion yeah, for correlated. someone yeah. um, but I also think of passion as just like a strong desire to have something or to accomplish mm-hmm. something um, and that I have done <laughs> um, when I was a junior. I wanted to have a date for junior prom uh, really badly. And I told myself, I'm only going to do one and done. So I'm going to ask one person. If that person says no, uh, I'm, going alone. I'm just not going to go. Oh, um, that too. I couldn't. I could not bear the idea of going alone. Though some people did, and all power to them. But for me personally, it just was not an option. Yeah. So I had a friend uh, who I'd known for a little while and who I saw as a friend. And I wanted her to go with me as a friend. Um, so I wrote a poem for her as a promposal. Can you read it? <laughs> no, I did not keep that poem. Uh, spoiler alert for how the story goes. Um, and for Valentine's Day at our school, they uh, sold like flowers and you could For any people them. who work at schools out there, don't do that. Yeah, don't. Like I literally hate that concept. Yeah. It comes from a place of like sweetness, but you know what it happened? What, blah, 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 excuse me. You know what happens is that people who are lonely get reminded that they are exactly 
like I, not to go on like a side tangent but i read this book um that was such a good book it's called i think before i fall or something like that um but sounds familiar it was made into a movie a little while ago it's like a teen indie movie or whatever it was a girl who got in a car accident and she was in like a coma or something or no that oh that's before i go that's before i go this is be- yeah it's, different yeah same concept, different but same um, and it talked a lot about there was it was the book was set around Valentine's Day and people would buy flowers and it was always like the people who were like the most popular got flowers and um, mm, those, yeah, those who weren't liked did not get flowers. Um, not that we're unliked, but yeah, but we're it's just like, it's like, oh, okay. yeah. Um, but I bought, and we're going to come back to that as well. Cause there's something else out of passion that I, that involves those flowers. Um, but I bought like three flowers and I convinced the person I bought the flowers from that the poem be delivered with the flowers. And she said, sure. Oh, that's a good so idea. So Valentine's Day comes and the flowers are delivered like first period. And I have fifth period with the girl that I asked. And I don't hear anything for like the first half of the day. That's awesome. And I'm just like sweating That costs $4. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's all my money. Um, and I was just like, well... Uh, maybe she's just waiting to tell me in person and I was so optimistic I was like there's like I was so confident and not only my poems awesomeness because it all rhymed um but also in just the fact that we knew each other really mm-hmm. well I was like we're, she's gonna say yes she didn't uh she took it as a romantic gesture and said she didn't see me that way and I was crushed and I was like no like I Goodbye. really want us to yeah. go as friends now you can get out of my life <laughs> but um so if you're listening yeah stop. <laughs> yeah uh certain someone out there uh get the heck out um but i also think of i our first or my well, first who ended up, who'd you end up going with you went with someone i went with a different good friend of mine okay um, so you did go i did go i a friend persuaded me uh to still go okay good. and ask someone else and i had a really good time and um, my friend Bailey Dare, who I went with, she was a wonderful date, and we had a really good time together. Shout friends. out Bailey, you were Bailey, true you were a true friend, uh, still are, and you are so awesome. Thank you for going to prom with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but did did you ever get flowers on Valentine's Day? Uh, from like my girlfriends and stuff, like okay. just like my friends and whatever. I so freshman because we coordinated. I'll buy you one, you buy me one. Yeah, exactly. That's so alone. smart. Like no I, one did it, just like out of the kindness of their heart. Yeah. Well, to me. <laughs> freshman and sophomore year, I just remember like the hope of waiting for a flower. Me too. Uh, and like first, it would. I think it was typically all in first period that they were Makes delivered, and I was just like, oh, like. This will be my Someone year. is going to give it to me, and no one did. So junior year, I was like, I am so dead set, passionate <laughs> even, about getting a flower that I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a sellout loser, and I'm going to buy myself a flower. Treat yourself. <laughs> exactly. And I bought myself a flower, and I remember feeling so shallow and ashamed. You a flower. Yeah, like I felt like a loser. Did you write a note? When I bought it. No, I, I think I, I had, okay, the girl I asked to prom before I asked her to prom 
she was sitting next to me when I bought the flower, so I asked her to fill out the form to That's buy smart. the flower for me. Big slip Venmo her a dollar. Yeah, and it was honestly just like such a degrading moment for my self-esteem. But I was like, I don't care if I'm a loser and no one else buys me a flower. Oh, I can top that. I'm going to get a flower. But if no, you can, no, top, I can that, top that, go for so it. So I was nervous about this. I don't know if it was like my junior year or my senior year or something. But I was telling mom and dad about it. And I'm like, <laughs> I really want a flower. And then uh, I ended up getting one because like my girl, my friends and I decided we were like going to like buy each other one or whatever. And then like my mom told me like later on, she's like, well, I know you really wanted one. I wasn't sure if you're going to get one. So I called the school and tried to buy you one, but they're sold out. And I'm like, um, oh my gosh, that is so mom though. Yeah, it was just like so nice and thoughtful, but I'm like, yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, I am kind of envious of that because when I would tell, because we're both like so similar in the fact that we would just complain to mom about yeah. these problems. Like, um, excuse that, me, help me. <laughs> I would, I told her that and she was like, well, if I could buy you one, I would. And I think that must have been after she tried getting you yeah. one. But even so, I was like, well, you know what? That's not the same as actually getting a flower. So sorry, but that doesn't mean much. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. Like the know, whole like, concept. Why did I even worry about that? But, but like, mom's sentiment was really sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, so getting back on track with the podcast, uh, why do you think passion is important to have? Or maybe you don't think passion is important to have. If no, you I do think it's important to have. Uh, I think it's important to have, but I can only, for some reason, thinking about it in like a career perspective. Like yeah. you should be passionate about your career. It's hard to think about being passionate about something else because all the other things you do are things you do because you enjoy them. Yeah. You know, but um, therefore you have passion for it. But having passion for your job, I think, is important because I've worked jobs and work jobs currently that I'm not passionate about. And it makes it kind of miserable to go to work or hard yeah. to have a good heart about it and um, want to be nice. Like even simply just be nice. It's hard because I don't want to be there. Um, but I think passion is super important just because it makes the task at hand better. And like you enjoy it and you look forward to it and you have, you have motivation to do it and do it well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I agree. I think that's really important. I also think how like variety is the spice of life. I think Mm. passion is also one of the spices of life that it's just such a drive for motivation and that it's what can get you out of bed in the morning and will just like really motivate you and push you to go farther and harder. And without it, it's just, you feel like there's almost no purpose or no direction. Like I worked at an animal hospital um, for like three years and Sponsor the, me. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> no, I will not accept their sponsor. Um, but uh, for like almost a year, I worked front desk. Um, and it was something that at first I was like, oh, I, I can be passionate about this because it paid more than the position I was in before. And then like, I think probably the first night that I worked alone and was no longer training, I realized like, I have no passion for working with the public because the public is a word I'm not going to say. Yeah, thank you. Um, But it it just really opened my eyes of just like work is not always going to be something I want to do or something that I like, which just makes it all the more difficult to get a paycheck. Um, And it 
also just emphasize the importance of like passion and what you do because if you don't believe in what you do what's the point what's the point in doing right. it um then it becomes that endless cycle of wake up go to work go to sleep wake yeah. up go to work go to sleep like that episode of spongebob where squidward like moves to that like squidward town and he just like oh my gosh you know yeah about? yeah like, eh, i don't want that and there's also like another episode of spongebob where he has like it's spongebob has a to-do list and he's like What's on the list today? And it's just like, go to work, go to work, go to work, go to work. Put a Spongebob card in the bowl. Like, oh my gosh, just be like, ever. what about, let's just talk about Spongebob. But I mentioned Spongebob last week really quickly. So maybe that's going to be like, oh, oh, weekly. Excuse maybe me, that's going to be just a little thing that happens is some kind of Spongebob reference every week. Um, which do you think is more important, passion or love? Probably love, just because I think that seems more genuine. And how do you see them as different? Because I think of passion as a career-oriented feeling, whereas love is something that comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. Passion seems like it comes from the brain, like it's a decision. Mm-hmm. Like just That's because really I think it's like I, just because I think it's linked with your career, not yeah. with like relationships. I see that, but um, I really like that distinction. Yeah, I, I, they can be similar, I guess, depending on the person, yeah. like their perspective. I mean, but I think that they're different. Love mm-hmm. just seems like a sweeter, softer feeling Mm -hmm. and something that sometimes you choose to do that like you people are like oh love shouldn't take work like if if you're really in love like in the romantic way like it's not gonna take work well yes it does like it takes work to love your family it takes work to love your partner it takes work to do anything yeah you know what i mean but it's a good type of work yeah it's a positive well depending on who your family is i (laughs) I guess it can (laughs) it can affect whether it's positive or negative work um but again, I really like that distinction of like passion can be more of your head and love can be That's more of your heart. That's just kind of what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, I totally resonate with that. Um, I, I really get that. As for myself... Didn't since ask. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, next no, question. No, no. <laughs> since I've only experienced like familial love mm-hmm. other than just like, oh, like I have a crush on that person because, um, you know... Got that eHarmony account and no likes <laughs> on it yet. <laughs> but I, I guess Muffin I would... Muffin Meats Bagel. <laughs> sponsor um, me. <laughs> please sponsor. Every brand we drop. Sponsor um, me. Yeah, honestly, just, sponsors, just please come to me. I'll do such a good job as you'll see later on in the show. Um, but I... See? <laughs> yeah, see? Here. What? This is podcast that can't see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just kidding. Um, I think even though... I guess as of right now, I see them as equal. I yeah. don't see one as overpowering the other. But I think that's because I'm at the disadvantage of like, oh, I haven't been in like a relationship yet uh, to experience what love is like in a like romantical sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see them as just really equal. Like I wouldn't want to live without one of them. And right. I want both of them to be in my life. Um, but I think they both definitely have different driving forces like I think love takes a lot more work than passion does. I feel like passion can be more of a natural feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like that feeling of motivation. Yeah, versus love can be... Can be be a decision. Yeah, or it's just like it takes a lot of effort. Like, because you can love something, but it doesn't come easy. Like you said, like a a lot of relationships, like you can love someone, but it takes work to be with them or... um, Oh, but just when, like, you say that, it sounds like it's negative, but it's not. Like, yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. just, like, like work is, is yeah. good. Like, yeah, work is good. Not like a job. <laughs> like, putting effort right. into something is good. Um, 
But I also think that love is... Love is patient. Love is kind. Oh, my gosh. I'm just kidding. All those things, yes. But I don't know where my head was going. I think I was just filling empty space. So we're going to go to the next question. Um, this should be really straightforward for you. How do you use your passion to help others? My job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But pretty much, I, it's my career. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to use the word help. Um, just because we talk a lot about that in my program. Like, we're not helping deaf people. That's like a sense of like, I'm better than. It's like, let me lift you up to my level. Like, no, that yeah. is not what we do. Like, we're not only equals, but like, I'm just here to bridge the gap of communication because not only can deaf people, excuse me, deaf people need an interpreter to talk to hearing people. Well, hearing people need the interpreter just as much. Yeah. So it's not like a sense of help. It's just a different method of communication. Um, and I don't know if I explained that well, but my program explained that really well. And it's just something that we need to differentiate and just like educate people on. Like mm-hmm. we're not helping because help means someone's less than, yeah. you know? Um, I like that. Um, so earlier you kind of mentioned like you wanted to be a nurse because it involved kind of helping, helping people. And just like I think caring for yeah. people as well. So do you think even though we you discussed the distinction between like helping and just like being of mm-hmm. service and yeah. Serving being, people, yeah. Serving people. Do you so do you see that carrying over that it it was one of the things that like ASL and nursing are like two completely different things. But oh, like but it's that's, both like a service. Yeah, type of, yeah, like for sure. Um, I want to be a nurse because I did want to take care of and and quote unquote help um, yeah. help people because that is just something I am, you know, passionate. Yeah, see me yeah. linking it back. Full you like the segue. Um, but pretty pretty much, yeah. I interpreting filled fills that. Um, need I have to want yeah. to serve people. Um, I don't want to call it like a public public service, but it kind of is, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, can't remember if that answered the question or not. No, that kind of answers the question. Okay, yeah. Um, with writing, I feel like there's a lot of like the informative side, I would guess. Like by writing, I'm informing people. Like if I was doing like journalism, it would be like informing them of news or like current events or... I think um, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think it definitely has potential but for me it's just like a lot of fact-based reporting that takes a lot of research and i hate research me so too. much like I'd i do not just... miss that apa and yeah that, like, oh my crap. gosh i'm like, I'm, like in the thick of that it's something that i realized with this last semester like if i'm really taking uh writing seriously i have to like get involved with apa and stuff like that which I'm not looking forward to it all. Like, excuse me, um, who are you? <laughs> it's just like, I talk the way I talk, and that's okay. Um, but I think also kind of talking about earlier how I mentioned perspective, like just writing from a different point of view and being able to provide people with that. Like, um, And I, I took a class that was like really out in left field at uh as looking back now, but mm-hmm. at, at the time I was going to be a sociology minor and I took a diversity and inequality class oh, yeah. and, um, very like liberal, um, bias to it, but L is a very liberal school. It's, in I mean, general. it's a liberal arts college. Yeah. So. Um, but one of the things they, that was constantly mentioned was just like the idea of like multiple perspectives and like the world is not just the way you see it. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, interesting. Yeah. Not intersectionality, but kind of. Yeah, like, there was a lot of intersectionality with, like, race and sexuality and ethnicity and religion. Like, 
you can be like a atheist conservative and like that's the way you see the world but there's more than just that perspective Mm -hmm. there's also like the faithful democrat or and then you like insert race into the mix of just like all these different factors that change the way you see things and I'm a white male and I'm conservative and religious so of course that's like a really vanilla perspective (laughs) because that's most of what America has been for such a long time but even still like I have a perspective that you know can offer something up um just as like a different view for Mm -hmm. others and I think especially now with the way that um religion and politics are often just displayed Mm -hmm. especially in media it's always just like oh well if you're religious like you're a bigot and you're just really uptight yeah or like if you're a conservative then you're just like a nazi and you are a total pig and um you know and i want to be able to show like you know there's actually a majority of the people who identify in those sectors that are not a bigot and are not pig-faced or anything like that. But yeah, it's just, just someone like, else's perspective calling names at someone else. It's not yeah. saying, like, this one's right or that one's wrong. It's nothing to do with that. Like, name-calling because you have a different opinion, that's not appropriate. Exactly. Like, and I think... Um, why not both? Is yeah. That like, commercial for the <laughs> yeah. Why not both? I mean, yeah. Like, let's, right. I mean, not to be one of those people, like, all opinions should be welcome because there are definitely some opinions... That should not be welcome. Mm -mm. But, you know, I think uh, if people are going to continue preaching like, oh, we need to be like inclusive and welcoming and um, all these other things, then if you really feel that, then you really have to show that and demonstrate it. And that mm -hmm. even if someone has an opinion that does not match your own, if you really believe in inclusivity, then you have to be able to respect that person's opinion yeah and like, you don't have to have the same one but just yeah. you know accept that as as valid as your own yeah you don't have to respect the person but if you just respect the opinion and that that's what the person thinks then that's all there is to it which obviously easier said than done like we both yeah, realize like it's not something you're like oh perfect i respect your opinion it's completely different than mine like yeah. let's be bffs like no it, yeah. that is not the point it's not that simple like obviously it takes like loving someone for who they are not for what they believe. Yeah, like, we have to get past the part that, like, yeah, we might disagree on this, but, like, I have to, you know, appreciate you as a person Yeah. beyond that, the yeah. fact that we don't agree on everything. Like, you like Oreos? I don't, you know? But that doesn't – that example might be simple, but that doesn't change how I feel about you as a person, you know, just because we yeah. like something different, Yeah. you know? Like, my bosses who came on the first episode, um, and – I thank them so much for that. And give it a listen. I, yeah, give it a listen. Uh, and listen to this one again just because. <laughs> but um, I love them to death. Views. And <laughs> they are such incredible people and such wonderful human beings. And we, the three of us, disagree on almost everything when it comes to religion and politics. Um, but and it, it doesn't like affect but, your relationship. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't be friends or just have good discussions like i really enjoy when we have discussions it's like about, educational for both of you yeah because i think we're both showing each other different perspectives um and just saying like oh well you see it this way this is how i see it and yeah. we have differences but we can both come from a different view and a different angle to visit it like that mm-hmm. um oh real quick um, yeah. not to interrupt but something i learned in college like whenever you have a different view you could start this sentence with oh interestingly enough 
And it comes from a place of, like, if you use that phrase, interestingly enough, it comes from a place of, oh, well, did you know? Versus, like, well, you're wrong because I feel this way. Like, oh, it's a nice, good. neutral way to introduce, like, oh, however, you know, and yeah. um, to share the op- opposite point of view. Like, interestingly enough, like, blah, blah, blah. And it just is, like, a more, like, friendly way to say, like, oh, on the contrary. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, I like that. That's really I good. I try to use that, like, neutral language. Yeah, that's good. Um, but unless there's anything else that you want to share about passion, I think that's all we have for this topic. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you feel like we didn't cover, or didn't talk about anything at all? Uh, no, not really. I think I feel good about it. Okay. All right. On to the ads. Please stay tuned. Welcome back. It's time for our ads. Uh, Paige, would you like to take our first ad, please? Yes, thank you so much for the sponsorship. This episode is brought to you by showers. While they can be vessels for cleaning yourself, showers are also great for seeing terribly in intense meltdowns. Instead of choosing a car or public place, the next time you want a karaoke or cheap therapy session, choose the shower. Thank you. This episode is also brought to you in part by anti-vaxxers, because they know how to call the shots, or lack thereof. Alright, Paige, are you ready to play a game? Yeah! Alright, we're gonna play 15 Shades of Jordan, and this game is not nearly as kinky as it sounds, I promise you that. Essentially, this is just trivia about your favorite person in the world, me. Wow, my favorite. Um, you are so lucky. Because I was so prepared, I have 12 questions written instead of 15. So, depending on how it goes by question 12, we may just stop there, or I may just come up with three on the spot, if I can think of them. Um, so, we'll go question by question, write down the answer reveal, and okay. then we'll count out the points at the end, but I... I have high hopes. I have high hopes too. I have ha- very high hopes for you. So are you ready to play? I have high hopes for it. Okay, well, oh my that gosh. part out. No, no more <laughs> panic. That. I'm yeah. so sorry. Okay. All right. So question number one. When Jordan was a kid, what kind of car did he want to have? And for those of you that can't see us, so everyone, we're writing it down. And we're not showing it to each other just yet. Okay. You have your answer? Yes. Okay, reveal. Oh. Homer, oh, that's Jeep. pretty close to that's a G. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. Depending on how the rest go, I might give you that point. Okay. Um, But I always wanted a Jeep as a kid. I thought it was a Hummer, but no, okay. They are pretty close, though. They're pretty but close. dad was just like, that's not a good, dependable first car. And I was like, like okay. okay, if I ever have money one day, I'll also, get it. Also, the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, two? All right, question number two. What is Jordan's favorite color? All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, reveal. One, two, three. Purple. All right, there we go. You got it. Is, purple isn't your favorite color, is it? I like peach. Okay, peach. All right. Now I know. But purple. I like purple because most people don't remember pe- peach. True. It's so they're like, purple. oh, it's purple, right? And I'm like, <laughs> hee hee, no. <laughs> okay. But now I'm glad I know because yeah. I wasn't totally sure before. All right. What is my favorite place? I think it's mine too. It honestly probably is because I'm. I think we're just similar in that aspect. All right, are you ready? Wait, no. Are you changing it? No. Oh, okay. All right. One, and two, reveal. Three. Okay. All right, that's California. good. California. I put the city. I put San I, Diego. Corona, yeah, Corona I figured I'd go more yeah. broad, but yeah, I figured you'd probably put California because I know that's your favorite place yeah. to be too. All right. So, who is my favorite artist? Like my favorite musician. 
not for sure about this. Okay. Are you so ready? honestly, it changes on the reg. It does One, change. One, two, okay. three. Florence yes, machine. all right. I was so hoping you'd get that just because I, you know, like I really like yeah. her and you're not crazy about her. Okay. What is my dream for the future? I think we touched on this in the show. All right. Three, two, one. Reveal. Okay. Published author, novelist, yes. one in the same. I put published author, he put novelist. I'm like, that's the same. And I also put famous. That would be like a bonus point. But yeah. fame to me, very important. Equal success. Yes, fame yeah. equals success for me. All right. If I were a Harry Potter character, who would I be? Dobby. I'm just oh kidding. my gosh. Actually, you know what? We'll do Could male and female. Okay. And I'll give you a point for both if you get both. This is a stretch, honestly. Okay. One, okay. two, three. Flip. Okay. Okay. I, close. Okay. Hermione. Really good. He put Hermione. He yeah. Put Hermione. Lupin. I put Sirius Black. I was very, very close to putting Sirius. I put Lupin instead. But let me justify both. One, Hermione. Probably one of the most kick butt characters. Yeah, honestly, we all want to be Hermione. Super so. smart. Always, she keeps a really cool head in stressful also, situations. Uh, very attractive as well. If I was a woman, I would want to be Emma Her. Watson. But um, not to toot my own horn. Many people have told me I look like her. Many. Okay. Even you have told me I look like her in the Beauty and the Beast live action. You. I don't her and then the girl from Unfabulous. What's her name? Emma. Oh, Emma Roberts. Yeah. I see you far more as Emma Roberts than Emma Watson. Probably because Emma Roberts is blonde. Now she, yeah. But I remember you came home one day and you're like, oh my gosh, someone told me I look just like Emma Watson. And you were like, like so model. excited. Yeah. And I was just like. Actually, someone I used to oh. date thought I looked like her. I'm like, okay. Really? Who? Yeah. I really? like I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's cut that part out. Yeah. Edit. Um, and then Lupin. Um, this will probably sound weird, but as a kid, I thought being a werewolf would be the coolest thing in the world. Cannibalism. Uh, <laughs> such an attractive trait, right? Um, so I would, I don't know. I still think even though knowing werewolves in the Harry Potter universe are like you mean the wizarding world? Excuse me? Yeah, sorry. So, apologies. As you're wearing um, a Quidditch t-shirt. I am wearing it. I am going to leave. Goodbye, yeah. everyone. Um, Podcast canceled. But I just really like Lupin. I think he stands for a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. He's on the list. Okay. What is my favorite movie? The Bridget Arabithia. Oh, my god. I'm gosh. just kidding. Uh, I don't know. This is kind of random, but in an episode of New Girl... Uh, Jess mentions that movie and she's in that movie. Oh. But she mentions like, she says the name and she's like, Terabithia. And I was just like, what? Oh, you mean the Bridge to Terabithia or the movie that she's... Okay, she's in radio. the movie Bridge to Terabithia. Really? But she mentions it in an episode of New Girl. Oh, that's weird. I Not that she's that. in it, but she just mentions that movie and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's weird. Ready? But, okay, reveal. Ready, reveal. Okay, elf. I, I put elf because that's what that was wrong. But you're like, and she's in that movie. I'm like, oh, elf. No. Okay, but then I understood that you meant she's in the Bridge of Terabithia movie. Okay, I need a redo on that question. Okay, we'll maybe. add we'll add question thirteen, or I get the first one right. Okay, but just to clarify, um, Napoleon Dynamite is my favorite movie of all time. Which, if I thought about that, I would have gotten that right. But when you're like, oh yeah, she's in that movie. I thought you meant that in my favorite movie, oh, not in the movie I was joking I see, about. The I see, I yeah. apologize for that confusion. Oh, that's okay. That's my But mom. Napoleon Dynamite, hands down, probably favorite movie. It's just such a good comedy. What's mine? 
I'm asking because I don't know. <laughs> um, honestly, I see you as like maybe Mamma Mia. Uh, you're right though. That I is my am favorite movie. really okay. I'm so I proud so. of myself. It's so good. I, love I just it. remember you like really enjoying the movie and because ABBA is just good music. Um, Here we go again. Oh my. Oh, such a good ref. Um, who is my least favorite person? And when I wrote this question, I did not have a name and a person in mind. Oh, so. I have one. Done. <laughs> I think I know who it is. <laughs> so I'll probably just write that name too. All right. Reveal. Jose. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Jose. Yeah, we'll just leave it at Jose. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. But it's Jose. I almost put my old boss at the animal hospital. Oh, I, I feel like I would have gone I was that. just but like, yeah. no, I know. Jose. We're on the same line. Jose, you go away. Okay, name a karaoke song that I have sang before. Oh my gosh, what's it called? I've got a good... Oh, I got it. Four or five under my belt, I think. Okay, ready? All right, ready. Reveal. I'll start. Oh, oh, right. the same so one. Okay, cool. I've done multiple karaoke songs because I'm just that I almost extra, said Grease but... Lightning, but you haven't done that. Have um, all right, what is my favorite Harry Potter book, and what is my favorite Harry Potter movie? To be honest, I don't know. That's okay. Ready? All right, reveal. Third and eighth. Okay. Okay. I put Prince of Azkaban as your favorite movie, but it is your favorite book. I realize that now because it's it, articulated so well. For a while, it was my favorite movie because I felt the movie explained the book so well. It did. It um, really was. It they did just a really did all. Good job. Everyone did such a good job with that one. That one was hard. Yeah, and it's just such a good transition of like they're, they're entering into up. adulthood. Yeah. It's getting a little darker. We finally, rest in peace, first Dumbledore, but we finally get the new better Dumbledore. The better Dumbledore, not gonna lie. It's just a better Dumbledore. And then Deathly Hallows Part 2 is my favorite movie because it was the only movie I saw in theaters. Aww. And it was just like such a sweet end and it had the epilogue in it. And I I'm like, I am crying I remember in the reading club. the book and just wanting the epilogue to be in there because it was so, so good. So good. Um, and then, you know, Goblet of Fire, because that's the year no one got a haircut. Yep. The Honestly, I saw a meme about that one time, yeah. and I should have sent it to you, but it was just like, why is this the year that no one got their haircut? Um, but yeah, we always joke about that. All right. What is my favorite food? And let's say not at a restaurant. Like, if I was making it at home, what would be my favorite Done. food? I hope I got this right. I think you probably did. Green beans? Right. I'm just kidding. You got it. All right, flip. <laughs> Mac, mac and cheese. cheese. I'm so basic. Uh, but yeah, mac and cheese. I probably eat that three, four times a week. Interesting with fact, I don't really like it. Yeah, but I like love a, it. I'll eat like a spoonful. Yeah, you will, which is I think is really good credit. Also, random thing, in freshman year, we had to write um, I love a, coloring with a letter. Expo markers. I'm sorry to interrupt. I no, love you're good. it. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, freshman year, we had to write like a letter to ourselves, I, and yeah. then uh, we got it senior year of high You're school. Like, wow, I changed so much. I know, and at the same time, like I didn't change at all. I put a silly band in mine. <laughs> like I put a box of um, bottle caps, and I oh. opened it and ate it, and then I looked in and saw there was mold, and so I spat it out and I like scrubbed my tongue and I was like, "That's disgusting." What? Um, but it was like, like green mold or it was like white mold. Oh my gosh. But it was like three years old, so. Why did you eat it? Because I didn't look and see it was gross at first. But I, I wrote in the letter, I was like, I could eat Kraft mac and cheese 
Every day. Herbs and like garlic herbs. every day. And because it was like a specific yeah. kind of. I, know, I just about. look back and I remember that and I was like, I ate that all the time. Mom bought so many boxes of that and then Walmart just stopped, stopped carrying it. it. Honestly, and I don't really like that flavor. I loved it for the longest time. Yeah. And then they also had a buffalo that was really good. I never had that one. I remember you really didn't like it because it was a little spicy. And you're just like, <laughs> My no. spice level is a negative four. I hate spicy. It honestly is a negative four. Uh, but on to the next question. Ooh, spat on the card a little bit. Awesome. So attractive. Uh, if I were an animal, what animal would I be? Yourself? Um, I am an animal. I like um, that answer. Okay. Okay. Reveal? Reveal. Doggo? Dog. Yeah. I like it. Ooh, bonus point if you can name uh, one of my favorite dog breeds. It's pretty vague. Really specific. Well, it's... <laughs> it's kind of vague. Very specific. Uh, which one is it? Vague or specific? It's a... Well... The, the mammal specific. kind of dog? No, it's specific. Uh, I don't even know if you've heard of the breed, but it's kind of also a country, I think. I'm sweating. <laughs> um, Australian Shepherd? No, but That's I a good, like the guess. You don't even like that type of dog, but um, I just guess it because it has the country in the name. Uh, uh, Newfoundland Dogs? I don't know if I even know like what that looks like. They're like obese and super fluffy and they have jowls that just like hang and shake whenever they move i think i know you're talking about but the country is like newfoundland yeah but they're such cute dogs i love them so much so that's 12 we're gonna do a fact check on that newfoundland's a country i think it's finland i'm no it's newfoundland i'm gonna you know what let me check that real quick because i'm coming under attack on my own show let me see we're not Excuse me, I'm yawning. Wow. We're not claiming to be pros or experts. Do you need to leave the show page? Is it it time to sleep? It's my bedtime. It's in Canada. It's a province of Canada. Okay, so it's not a country. It's not a country. It is a place. It is a geographical location. It is, but it's not a country like I thought it was. All right. What is one of my most valued objects? And I'll allow some wiggle room. I'm just kidding. So this is the bonus point? Yeah, this can be a bonus point. Uh, me? Can I put that on there? No, I'm just kidding. I don't see you as an object. I'm <laughs> beyond that. All right, ready? Uh, flip. Computer. Okay, I said I said book in progress. That I'm going to count because that is why my computer is so important to me. Because it has all my, like, writing and documents. Do you have um, a backup, for, by the way? For I have a flash drive, should... yeah. Oh. And I have, like, iCloud. Okay, too. good. You have it saved uh, on there? Yeah. Okay, good. Would not... I, I swear I thought I lost at one point. And I like, like eh, this is the end. lost my mind. I was like, well, there goes my whole life journey. Literally. Um, Literally. It was, I was devastated. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know about no, that. No, you're fine. You're fine. When was that? That was. Was that last year? Like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. It was honestly terrible. Um, if I were a character on The Office, what character would I be? And we'll do male and female again. Red. Reveal. Put Pam and Stanley. Okay, I put Stanley and Kelly. <laughs> I was going to put Pam, but I don't want to be basic. No, I think Pam is just such a good, lighthearted character, and she's really pure. You're like, I see myself in that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm the holiest person I know. Yeah. Um, and then Stanley has such good quips, like, shove it up your butt is one of his best phrases. I wish it had come in earlier in the show. Um, what is my biggest fear? I thought you were going to say pet peeve biggest fear 
You ready? I think I know your biggest fear. I don't think you do. Okay, I put vegetables. I'm just oh kidding. My. But I, oh, oh, birds. Dang it. I put unacceptance. Oh my gosh, that is so deep. I let's unpack let me this. scratch this out birds, are birds definitely goodbye a unacceptance takes the win just because like yeah birds are an object and that is obviously your biggest fear let's I, didn't, say I didn't know that but like, rational and irrational yeah. birds yeah. irrational fear though i like to pretend it is a rational fear unacceptance definite rational fear um so let's tally you did not 100%. get i'm gonna say you didn't get jeep because you did so well in the game you hmm. got purple, you got California, Florence and the Machine, uh, Novelist. You, I got half a six. You got Hermione, so that's a point, because uh, I said one point for each. Napoleon, or no, you didn't get I Napoleon. Got, yeah, you said I, messed, I messed myself um, up on that one. We both know I hate Jose. Um, All Star Karaoke. You didn't get either I didn't one really of get Harry 10. Potter. Yeah. Um, mac and Cheese, you knew that. Doggo, you knew that computer i said that was good stanley i gave you that um and because you went so outside of the box but we're still on par for i'm unpacking 15, your insecurities <laughs> I, yeah thank you for the expose on my soul yeah. um no problem i'll give you two bonus points for that one so that's because i can't count and talk at the same time you got 13 out of 15 it's pretty good that's like a b that's really good you know me really well so Thank you so much for playing. No Thank you so fun. much for being on the show. I appreciate your time and uh, just your willingness to talk and be of here. This um, was fun. Thank you so much for being here. I can be a frequent guest. Yes, you can be a recurring guest star. I have already had a request for another recurring guest star, so that's two. The two that you've had. Yeah, so this show's already so popular. People get on board while you can. Hop on um, Spotify. Give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a review. Don't know why good. I'm saying No, us. no, because I forgot about that. Also, let's um, pimp ourselves out. You can find me on Instagram at, at page.geisler. That's G-E-I-S-L-E-R. If you don't know how to spell it, I don't know how you found this podcast. Honestly, because <laughs> that is in the name. You could follow me at Savage Sasquatch 7 no, 83. I constantly wow. want to say 73. Savage Sasquatch 83. Um, if you want to send me a voice memo just so I can hear your voice or you can tell me how poor a job I'm doing, you can send it to at Geisler's Guidelines, no apostrophe in Geisler's at gmail.com. Uh, at Geisler Guidelines at gmail.com? Or no, not at Geisler's Guidelines. Okay. Thank goodness you're it's here. Geisler's it's Geisler's Guidelines, guidelines at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I am an inept human being. That is okay. Um, Say it one more time you. when I'm not talking over you. Geisler's guidelines at gmail.com. Both plural. Both plural. No um, apostrophe in Geisler's. And be sure to subscribe, like the podcast, leave a review uh, so that other good people one. know how great it is to listen to my wonderful voice. Um, because I don't like listening to it that much, is for sure. Uh, Paige, I will give you five seconds to make a PSA of anything you want. Anything and the time want. has expired. <laughs> okay. Um, Five. Anything. My Venmo is... <laughs> Please don't hack. Just send money. Um, thank you again for, so much for being here. Love you. Loved Love having you, too. you here. This was fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned. We'll see you in Croatia. Bye.